Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a great story of compliance against an impatient customer. But first, a story from Rexington. You want heavy oregano? You got it then. My first proper Kevin story. I feel so proud to finally be able to add something here. In any case, I work in a grocery store deli, and we have a substation, which is pretty popular, especially when we have a week-long sale that occurs every other week. Well, today, Kevin wanted a roast beef sub with heavy oregano, as he put it, so I added more than the usual amount of oregano on a sandwich. Well, apparently that wasn't enough oregano, and he very rudely asked for more. So I added more, which made him even more upset, to the point where he told me to put the remaining amount in the bottle on his sandwich. Now, the bottle I was using was one of the bigger spice bottles, and it was three-fourths of the way full. So I then asked Kevin if he was sure that he wanted what was left in the bottle I had, which he loudly said to me, Did I stutter? I want all the oregano left on my sandwich. In which I responded with, Okay proceeded to unscrew the cap and poured the rest of the bottle on the sandwich. This is when Kevin realized his mistake and sheepishly told me to remove some of the oregano from his sandwich. Kevin did buy the sandwich once I removed enough oregano and it took all my might not to start laughing at him. Yet he can't say that I didn't even give him what he asked for. Hope that oregano sandwich was tasty. I'm just wondering how much extra that would cost. For those of you that have ordered from subplaces, do you find yourself asking for like extra, extra, extra of some kind of topping? Like, is there something that the stores just never do enough of? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from It Doesn't Impress Me. Be careful what you ask for. This happened nearly 10 years ago, and it was not malicious compliance on my part, but I did carry it out. I work on the IT field, and one of my clients was in litigation over something that I never care to commit to memory. Well, they call me over and say they must produce emails from the present day back like five years. So I'm thinking I have the emails. Cool. I'll export and send it over via external drive. Nope. The client reads the summons and it states printed floppy drive, disk drive, flash drive, or external hard drive. Miss owner says I want to send them printed copies. I explain the volume of paper it will take and she says to print them. Okay, I'll export them to a printable format and then show Jack, not real name, how to print the emails. No, sir, I want you to do it. Jack's time's too valuable to the company. I'm like, okay, you do understand my hourly rate is way more than Jack's hourly rate? She acknowledged this, so I go, yes, ma'am. I grab the client's credit card and purchase some software to export the volume of emails required and convert them to a format that's easily printed. No need for me to work harder than needed. This company has a habit of carbon copying everyone on the team each email. And if there are attachments, that attachment is copied in each email and reply. Some emails had dozens and dozens of attachments. 
Another habit was not using subject lines, which irked me to the point that I had a mail rule set that any emails to me were marked as read and deleted if there was an empty subject line, and then an auto reply stating what was done with the email. So back to the malicious compliance. I spent a couple days exporting emails from a dozen or so employees. I then start the conversion process. On about day three, I start printing. I try to keep things sorted, but that was just mind-blowing. The email threads with all the attachments had me going in circles. I gave Miss Owner an update, and she calls her legal representation. She calls me back to her office and says, OP, the summons did not say the information had to be sorted, stapled, or labeled on our part, so print. Yes, ma'am. I go back to the office I had commandeered and continued printing. I quickly found out that if I load all five printer trays with paper, I can select a couple hundred emails and send them to the printer. This gave me time to walk around or surf the internet. I got to the point when I knew the sound of the printer switching trays. I would then refill the empty one. This went on for eight hours a day. The printer would stop after a while and internal fans would spin up and cool it off and then print again. The printer leasing company had to come in and put a maintenance kit in during my job and shortly afterward. When it was all completed, I spent over two weeks at eight hours a day billable time and had a pallet of paper shrink-wrapped and ready for shipping. Both Miss Owner and I had a bit of an evil grin when the pallet was loaded on the freight truck. Miss Owner took years to pay my employer that time and all the other time I spent on other jobs. It's no great surprise that Miss Owner took forever to pay that stuff. You spent thousands and thousands of dollars on printing out countless pieces of paper. It's a darn good malicious compliance, but was it really worth it in the end? And I don't mean for OP, I mean for the the owner. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories, like our next story from CD Redwood, free overnight shipping? Okie dokie. I once worked in a merchandise warehouse of a local professional sports team. I was in the e-commerce section and processed online orders with about 3 to 5 other people given the workday. That's 3 to 5 people picking, packaging, processing, and shipping a buttload of orders. Hundreds a day, so not exactly Amazon. We had a launch of new Nike jerseys that obviously were in high demand at the release. Certain players' jerseys came in late, orders had to wait because of that, and naturally people were frustrated. Especially this one guy, we'll call him Fred, whose order was maybe about a week old, but we still didn't have his expected jersey in the warehouse. Sorry about that, but we can't ship something that hasn't arrived to our warehouse yet. But for some reason, those in charge told us to put it on the website anyway, and start taking orders with a notice that says, shipping may be delayed, yada yada yada. So we finally get to Fred's order, we process it, 3 day shipping like he asked and paid for, A few minutes after we processed the order, Fred probably got the email notification that we processed the order saying it'll be another three days and calls us up pissed it took over a week for us to process his order. Conversation starts off cordial, he's frustrated, and it's understandable. I explain why it took so long, explain why we're just now getting to his order, and why it's three days shipping, shipping method he selected. He says hold on for a second. I hear a door close in the background, and then he starts screaming at me on the phone, cussing me out, which culminated with his demand for, I want free overnight shipping. Taking down my name, he at one point questioned the name I gave, saying it was fake, 
asking for my supervisor and talking with my boss, who eventually caved and gave him free overnight shipping. I was more pissed about that. I would have just cancelled his order. This was a Friday and we shipped with UPS. UPS doesn't deliver on weekends, so we shipped it one day shipping. Threw it in the bin for UPS to pick up that afternoon. It arrived Monday, three days later. Enjoy your jersey, Fred. I feel for anybody in the customer service field that has to deal with people like this. When I'm ordering from some place and they heavily fumble the service, like for example I had a great fun dealing with a store sending me a broken TV recently, they said they would schedule a pickup date for them to come out and pick it up and they'd contact us within 3-5 to days. Five days go by, no contact. They say wait another three to five days. And you don't actually get the refund until seven to 14 days after it's actually returned to them. So it's one of those situations where you go and you contact their customer service and you're obviously livid, but you have to keep in mind it's not the customer service agent's fault that it's happening. You know, yelling at them isn't going to change the service. And in fact, it might just screw you over. Our next story is from Bows DAs here. Another per diem tale. Not mine, but a friend's. He's a heavy equipment operator for a company that builds temporary roads for power line, logging, pipeline jobs, that sort of thing. The crew meets up at the yard and travels out to the job site for the first day of the job. They're given a per diem for hotel accommodations for remote jobs, but my friend has a short school bus that he's converted into a camper, so he pockets the per diem. He sleeps in the camper and cooks his own food, rather than eat in the restaurant. He goes along well with the rest of the crew and is able to use their rented rooms for showers and such. These guys were local to the yard, some would get their spouse to drop them off, and one guy would ride his bicycle in. As time went on, the company depended on him to transport a handful of crew members from the yard to the site, from the site back to the hotel, and the next morning from the hotel to the site. His converted bus still had a row of seats, so four people sat there and another in the passenger seat, with their luggage piled in the back. Some jerk-head administrator chewed him out for pocketing the per diem and sleeping in the camper, and told him he must rent a hotel room if he was to receive the per diem. So, the next job? He shows up at the yard in his Honda Civic. They have their meeting and it's time to roll, except that the Civic has his gear and luggage in the back, with the seats folded down. There's no room, and there's five guys standing there, with no transportation. Foreman asks him what the heck is going on, and my buddy explains that since he's been told not to stay in the camper, he doesn't see any reason to pay the extra gas to drive it to the site. The foreman finds out which penny pincher lit my friend up, and calls the project manager, and asks him how exactly Mr. Penny Pincher plans to cover the cost of getting the crew to the job site. Project manager authorizes Foreman to go and rent an SUV and then blasts Mr. Penny Pincher. The SUV is a couple of hundred dollars a day plus mileage. The crew is late to the first day on the job, but that wasn't the big problem. This is a construction job in the boonies and the crew that piled into the SUV daily were filthy. When they returned the rental SUV, they were hit with an exorbitant cleaning fee. The next job, Foreman told my friend that he was now okay to sleep in his camper and pocket the per diem. My friend said that he rather liked staying in the hotel room. He was fine with it. But since he was saving the company the cost of the rental SUV, if they bumped his per diem up, he's happy to show for the crew. They did. Yeah, this kind of behavior only really works if you're taking things away from somebody that literally isn't holding the pillars up for this entire workforce. 
you're going to go and heavily shortchange the one dude that was saving you hundreds of dollars every single job. Extremely smart. And our final story of the day is by Thunderleopard666, Ranch Sauce. So I work at a fairly popular coffee chain in Canada, so we get a lot of very demanding customers. From the ones who are surprised when a third of their cup is filled with chilled cream, that their coffee or tea is not really that hot, to elongated, um... But of course, we have to treat our guests with the utmost respect and do our best to give them what they want. So when I first started out, I did my best to do this, even though teenage me still had to bite my tongue a bit to not say what I really wanted. Then one day, we got this teenage couple coming in the drive-thru. The boyfriend was a decent dude, but his girl? Yeah, let's just say that she was the type that always goes, I'm like the best and hot and so much better than anyone else. In that white girl extra phone to my frap voice. So the dude started to order since he's the driver, and just should be common sense that the one closer to the speaker should do the ordering. Then he orders a ham and Swiss with extra ranch sauce. So no problems, right? Well, the girlfriend pipes up from the passenger seat and goes, Um, actually, make sure there's extra, 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 extra ranch on there. God, and I do mean extra, 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 extra ranch sauce. Everyone working with a headset hearing this pretty much shared the wow, okay, look with each other. But you know what? The order taker, after finishing, decided to smile and told our sandwich maker, let's give her exactly what she wants. And oh, we did. Our sandwich maker oh so skillfully made this ungodly creation, and we gave her the extra, 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 extra ranch she so wanted. The bottom part of the bun, ranch, lettuce, ranch, tomato, ranch, Swiss, ranch, ham and ranch, followed by a top bun, in that exact order, using three-fourths of the bottle of ranch. I'm surprised to this day that the sandwich maker didn't make a mess at all managing to get it wrapped before it started to bleed ranch all over. So me being on the window, had the honor of handing out this masterpiece of malicious compliance with a small bible worth of napkins. Now normally people would drive away, but nah, that would be too simple. Of course, the girlfriend had to be that customer and check their order at the window to make sure we did it right. And oh my god, her face was priceless to the volcano of ranch sauce that erupted after she unwrapped it. Of course, she started to be like, I didn't mean literally that much ranch sauce on the sandwich, god. But the boyfriend, who was very amused by the situation, was like, Maybe if you used manners and were specific about the amount of sauce wanted, you might get exactly what you want. She looks absolutely disgusted, looks at me. Can I please get more napkins? I hand her more napkins, give my best customer service smile and say, have a nice day. A week later after that, the boyfriend came by and told us, yeah, we broke up after that. It was just too amusing to him that we took her word very literally and kind of stood up to her by doing exactly what she said. So not only did we maliciously comply, but also got someone to nope out of a relationship that was not that good to begin with. I mean, to be fair to the boyfriend, seeing some true colors being shown like that, that would be a no-go for me too. It kind of relates back to the Jersey story in that, treat these people with respect, especially fast food workers. It's not really a pleasant job and they don't get paid all that much. They definitely don't get paid to deal with the, "Ah, can you blah 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 type attitude. 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.